0: Welcome back to Dear Found Her. I am so excited to be back with you for another amazing conversation with another incredible guest. One of the many reasons that I love today's conversation is the background behind it. I am Lindsay Pinchuk. I am the host of Dear Found Her, and I cannot wait for you to meet Natalie Blankish. The way that Natalie and I connected is the epitome of everything I share with our community right here and online. I came across her podcast, the Wildly Aligned Marketing Podcast, and I thought it looked great. I listened to an episode, it sounded great. I love Natalie's approach. And so I reached out to her. We share a lot of the same topics online and on our podcast, but we're also totally different in how we support our clients. So I proposed a pod swap. I thought it would be a great idea to introduce each other to each other's communities. Natalie agreed. I went on her podcast. She came on mine. You're going to hear the conversation today and the rest is history. Natalie Blankish is a wealth of knowledge and I cannot wait for you to meet her. If this conversation today inspires you, I want you to share it with a friend or share it on social media. Tag me, tag Natalie. I can promise you I'll come say hi. And I'm sure she will too. Leave Dear Founder a review on Apple or subscribe to the show. All of these conversations that we're having here are so amazing and so important for as many people as possible to hear them. And when you do little things like share the podcast or leave a review or rate the podcast, it really helps to spread the knowledge and wisdom that we share here. It helps our community to grow. And most important, it helps me to spread our mission to help as many female founders and entrepreneurs as we possibly can. So I want to thank you for being here. I know you have a lot of choices when it comes to listening to podcasts and the fact that you choose Dear Founder means the world to me. So Natalie Blankish is a brand strategist. She's a marketing coach and she's the host of the Wildly Aligned Marketing Podcast. She's passionate about helping women consistently find and attract the right clients online Without compromising their values or who they are in the process, Natalie believes in being yourself. Isn't a Natalie believes that being yourself isn't a cheesy cliche, but actually the key to building a strong, profitable brand and business. And I could not agree with her more. Please come on in and meet my friend Natalie Blankish. All right, welcome back to another episode of Dear Founder. I'm very excited about today's guest for many, many reasons. First and foremost being, this is someone who I simply met online and I reached out and I said, you have a podcast and I have a podcast and we talk about a lot of the same things. Why don't we talk on each other's podcasts? And I share that because it is so important to continue to tell you guys to do those things and to continue to tell you guys to outreach for partnerships and to let you know that people say yes all the time. So. Natalie Blankish, I'm so happy you said yes. I so enjoyed our previous conversation on your podcast. And I'm so happy that you are here on my podcast. And for those of you listening today, Natalie is a brand strategist and a marketing coach. And I'm really excited for you to hear what she has to say.
1: So Natalie, welcome. Thank you. And I'm I'm so excited to have this second conversation with you. I loved having you on my podcast. And um just to add to what you said about like reaching out and people say yes, the power of personal reach outs. Like I cannot tell you, I'm sure you can relate to this having a podcast. Being a podcast host, you get so many pitches. It stands out. Like people can tell when you actually took time to listen to someone's podcast, to vet the person, to send a personal message. It doesn't take that long and it goes really far. So like, if you're wanting to expand your reach and get on more podcasts, it is really powerful. People can tell if it's a copy pasted message or if it's a genuine, I actually like you and want to connect you. It, it goes a long ways.
0: A hundred percent. And before I, we get started, I want to kind of echo on that as well. And the fact that like, You and I talked about this a little bit on your podcast as well. Like We do a lot of this, a lot of similar things. We have a lot of Mm -hmm. similar messages and there's probably people who would utilize both of our services at some point or could pick one or the other. And, you know, I think, too, that something that is really important to point out is the fact that you and I both believe that like there is enough business for everyone. And we believe in the power of sharing each other's communities over you know, saying, Oh, you're a competitor of mine. And, you know, I want to thank you for embracing that mentality and for agreeing with me that we should do this because I do think that us showing up in each other's spaces really helps to serve our communities in so many different ways.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's just, you know, not having that scarcity thinking, just like embracing abundance and knowing that like, there's so many people out there. There's way more people that I could ever personally serve, nor do I want to serve everyone. Like I've got my people, you've got your people, you know, and there's for sure overlap, but it um, is just, you know, stressing out about it for no reason. is silly. (laughs) Totally. So I want you to tell
0: us exactly how you got to where you are today. Tell us what you do. Tell us your journey, Um, and, and, you know, I just get us up to speed here because I want everyone to know why you do what you do and who you are.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And feel free to, I will kind of give you guys a little bit of a background. Feel free to jump in if you want to add anything at any point. Um, So I started my business back in 2018 kind of by accident. Right now I am, um, like Lindsay said, I'm a brand strategist. I'm a marketing coach. Um, I actually started my business though as a brand designer and did a little bit of you know, just kind of overall graphic design, web design. I did not start my business on purpose. I was simply looking for a way to work from home. I, at the time was single parenting. I'm now married, but single parenting, a toddler in full-time school, working evenings. And really, as I was getting to the end of my nutrition degree, realizing that one, I didn't want to do this anymore. I felt super burnt out, was not passionate about it anymore. And so I wanted a career that was really making a difference, which I believed nutrition would have, but I wasn't, you know, I wanted to be lit up about what I did. And two, I wanted a career that didn't mean that I never saw my daughter. And especially as a single parent at the time, that was huge where I was like, okay, first of all, financially, like crunching the numbers. I'm like, almost all my money is going to go to childcare one (laughs) because that's the way that the system set up. But also it was just, I was realizing like kind of coming face to face with this is not how I want to live. And I want to be in a career that's really aligned with how I want to live my life. So um, that's what I mean when I say that I kind of started my business by accident. I really was just kind of went headfirst into searching for work from home opportunities. I remember getting um, plugged in with a summit that had a bunch of different you know, ways that you could work from home and you know, just kind of went down the rabbit hole like that um and so i started my business i joined a coaching program hired a coach and really got stuck in that first year of my business like i you know was doing a lot of things but really found myself getting stuck in perfectionism which i think i didn't really notice that side of myself in that way until i tried to start a business and was you know trying to get in motion and That was really hard for me because I had a lot of, you know, just feeling like things had to be perfect, worrying about what are people going to think about me as I'm starting this business. I was pretty young at the time. I think I was... um, I'm 28 now. I was 23 at the time. And so I felt like here I am, this baby. Um, people still call me a baby, but that's okay um, in the entrepreneurship world. And so I felt self-conscious about that. Like there was just so many things that I was so in my head that it was really hard for me to essentially let loose and just show up and be myself online, which is a huge part of why I'm so passionate about that now. Um, and so, you know, I just did a lot of trial and error in that first year stuck with design for a couple of years and then noticed that I kind of couldn't help but strategize with my clients and kind of coach my clients through, you know, the end goal being designing their logo, getting their colors um, created and all of that fun stuff. But there was that side of me that eventually led to me pivoting to coaching. Um, And I still do support my clients with some design stuff, but that is really where my heart's at now. Um, I also spent a year, about the last year, year and a half, working for another coach. And so that was a really cool experience too, was getting to see the inside of someone else's business, being on a team. And it it just gave me a lot of hands-on, practical experience coaching in both one-to-one setting and group setting. Um, and so where I'm at right now, I've been back in my business for a few months now, totally Shifted, rebranded my podcast and everything that I've been doing and um kind of did a 180. So that is the short, shortest version that I can give of where I've been and where I am at now.
0: So when you say you coach people, I want you to yeah. tell people what what do you do exactly? And like if someone's gonna come work with you, what can they expect?
1: Yeah. So I love coaching around all things marketing, messaging, and branding, Um, because that's kind of how I got started in my business was the branding and graphic design side side of things. That is something that I really love geeking out about with my clients. So I I love getting into, um, often it's their personal brand, um, but regardless, their brand strategy and um, looking at their brand archetypes and figuring out kind of the psychology behind, you know, this is your personality. This is who you're wanting to reach. These are the values that they have. Let's make sure that you are, first of all, showing up in a way that's true to you, but also, um, really tapping into the psychology, right? Which is if anyone listening is not familiar with brand archetypes, they're based on, um, 12, uh, human desires that we all have. Right. And so there's, you know, joy, happiness, um. there's like this rebel side of us, right? Like there's all these different archetypes. And so when you're able to kind of identify, this is what my message is in a nutshell. This is who I am. This is who my audience is. It allows you to really tap into that and know that, for example, for me, freedom is really important to me. Like, living my life freely, being my most most authentic self. And that is also really important to my audience. And so that's something that I talk about a lot. So I love diving into all of that with my clients, um, helping them really hone in on their messaging so that they're communicating clearly and saying, this is who I want to work with. Well, are you making that clear? Are you putting out content that's really going to resonate with them? Um, and just making sure that they're showing up in their marketing in a way that is... Uh, You know, I I don't want to keep saying aligned because I think that that word can become very cliche, but showing up in their marketing in a way that feels good to them, like not doing things because they think they, quote unquote, should do a certain strategy or be on a certain platform or show up on that platform in a certain way. But, like, is that true to you? Is that what you want to do? Does that light you up? Does that feel good? So, those are the things that I really dig into with my clients and coach them around.
0: Guess what? I have a couple spots open on my coaching calendar starting November 1st. Many of you have asked how you can work with me one-to-one to build your community through sustainable social media practices, partnerships and collaborations, email marketing, and more. Earlier this summer when I announced I was taking clients, the spots filled up in less than a week. I've taken on many clients since then and my calendar has been pretty full until now but the good news is that my calendar is opening up a little bit and i'll be taking on a couple of new clients later this fall before the holidays just in time for the new year. so if you're interested, grab 30 minutes from the link in my show notes and let's talk about how we can work together to build your community for bottom line growth. i cannot wait to meet you. well so let's talk about that a little bit because you are so good at owning your voice. You are obviously your area of expertise is the messaging piece of this. And you are like, this is what you do. And, you know, a lot of people, especially when they're starting out, whether they're an entrepreneur starting a business and it's not a personal brand, but it is like a business and a a company brand, or it's a personal brand. Oftentimes the person feels real weird about showing up about putting themselves out there about owning their voice and, Oh, and they're so afraid, like what you just said, like you were like afraid you were going to be, you know, offending people, or you were afraid that people were, we going to say you were too young. I would love to talk for you to talk through this imposter piece because just not enough people give themselves enough credibility. And I know that that's yeah. something you work through with your clients.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is a, it is a really big piece. And, you know, I would say when you are feeling that credibility stuff come up, like who am I to do this or put myself out this way or pivot and and do a new thing when people have known me for this, it's like, you know, I bring it all back to just how we're created. Like we all have a certain personality. We have our quirks. Like I love all of our quirks. You know, it's so fun for me to meet people and see kind of what their things are. Like they're really passionate about their, so they get really fired up about that or whatever it is, um, even interests outside of business. And so we have these things that are hardwired inside of us. And we also have unique experiences, even, um, you know, talking about credibility or experience specifically, when you're in that place of starting something new. So for me, that was, I had my degree in nutrition and now I'm, you know, totally switching it up and getting into online business and graphic design, like, you know, completely unrelated yet not because I could, you know, look at different chapters of my life and see where I had picked up, you know, public speaking from going to school period, but even in my nutrition program, I had to do a lot of internships. I had to, you know, do a lot of leadership type stuff. So it was really, you know, this beautiful process of, um, essentially taking inventory of, yeah, I might feel on the surface, quote unquote, unqualified because I don't have the traditional background of someone in this field. But I was able to look at all the ways that I really did have, you know, this rich experience and all these other things and um, my life experience too. I grew up as a third culture kid, which means that I lived outside of like, both my parents are from Minnesota, which I live I, I live here now. However, I grew up all over the place. I grew up um, in the South of the US. We lived on the East Coast for a while. We lived in the Middle East for over half of my childhood growing up years. And so like, I had this really rich, diverse background of traveling and there are so many ways that I can bring that into my business because I just have different perspectives. And so, you know, that's something that if you're ever feeling imposter syndrome, you know, coming up, I think it's a really great way to just kind of tangibly take inventory and be like, you know first of all reminding yourself that you are perfectly equipped hardwired created to serve your people so there is no need to to you know try to compare yourself or measure up to someone else and be like oh well i don't have this background or i don't have 20 years of experience no because your your people don't need that and your people are going to resonate with you the best and so that's really important to remain grounded in but just as like a tangible ex- exercise because i like to give you know, action yeah. steps as well, something that you can practically put into place. That's something that's really helpful. And I remember like, I can picture myself sitting on my living room floor, drawing a line down the middle of the paper. And essentially I I took inventory of like, what are my hard skills, right? Like what are the, the degrees, the job experience, whatever that I have. And then also just writing down like the personality traits of the things that I was good at. I'm a good listener. I'm creative. I have a good eye for design. And so it was just me kind of being able to see, because I'm a visual person. I was like, okay, I am, I am equipped to serve my people. I don't need to feel like an imposter. Um, And so that's just kind of the stuff that I did when I was really feeling, you know, in the midst of all of that.
0: Well, so let's take this a step further, too, because I think this is an interesting conversation. And it's not because it's not just, you know, owning your message and and feeling like you are qualified to do what you're doing. It's also showing up as you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always talk about the fact that I built my first company really just showing up as a pregnant mom. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. I showed up pregnant and. It was kind of before social media was a big thing, but people like blobbed onto to me because I was sharing so authentically. And that's another thing as well is like owning your voice. Right. And like, I I never wanted to take money from a brand that I didn't believe in because I felt that would compromise my trust with my community. And it, it's funny because at the time, I don't really feel like I, I don't feel like I realized what I was doing at the time. You know what yeah. I mean? But like looking back, I'm so glad I ran my business that way because that was definitely the foundation for its success. But I would love for you to also kind of touch upon that importance and and not just being sure of yourself and owning the the message, but also being confident to show up as you and like not worry about your messaging and worry that you're going to offend someone because you're not for everyone. And that's okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that question. You know, and it's, it's kind of funny too, because it's almost, I feel like, a lot of what I preach is almost counter to the strategy, right? Like there's a lot of intentionality and strategy behind marketing and how you show up. But at the same time, especially when you're in this place where maybe you are overthinking, you're stuck in perfectionism, you feel like it needs to be perfect. And you're like, okay, I just need to do something. Like I need to get into action. I need to throw spaghetti at the wall and just start showing up. Um, You know, it, it is really, kind of essentially being like, Hey, I'm going to break all the marketing rules. I'm going to not worry about if this is the most strategic thing and just start doing stuff. And in the starting to do stuff and not worrying about how it looks or how you're saying it exactly. So much goodness happens because first of all, it's really refreshing. Like again, circling back to what I said at the beginning of this conversation, Your reach out, when I I saw your message in my inbox, I could tell it was genuine. I get pitched all the time, right? And that is huge. That's really refreshing in the online space where people can just, it starts to feel like there's this disconnect of, you don't really care about me. Like, you're just kind of trying to take something from me. And I, you know, it's just, and sometimes it's not a match or whatever. But like, that is truly refreshing in the online space is to feel this genuine human connection and see some of the messiness. And I think the messiness is beautiful. Like the reminders that we are all human, that it doesn't have to be perfect, that everyone starts at square one in their business. Like people need to see that. And so when they pick up on that, they are drawn to you. Like, you know, you hear the term magnetic messaging or magnetic marketing. That is truly magnetic though. When people see how real you're being when, when you're showing up on your podcast or live video and you trip over your words or you say, um, or whatever, like, I'm just the kind of person that I don't try to hide that. Right. Because it's, it's real life. And I like to be an example of, you know, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have everything set, um, you know, in a certain, whatever you think is professional way, like you truly get to define what that looks like.
0: You know, what drives me bananas, like more than anything is like when I'm on Instagram and I see people and I like, they're clearly like reading like a story or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, why do you feel the need to have to show like read something and show up? Like, why can't you just talk? Why can't we say, um, and like, and like, Mm you know, that's conversation. Like that's how you talk to people and that's okay. Right. And oftentimes when I do see people who are like clearly reading things, I'm like unfollow, like I cannot follow you. Like I just right. can't because I how can you connect with someone who can't put themselves out and connect through a conversation? And, and, and it's to your point, okay, to not be perfect all the time. And I also right. think it's okay to have viewpoints that may not agree. Like not everyone's going to agree with you on and mm-hmm. either you respectfully disagree or you just don't follow me or you or whoever it is because that that's you and that's okay. And it's okay to be yourself. Like I, the, the other thing that makes me bananas is when like there's like tough topics in the world. And I see very influential people who, you know, continue on their way with like their giveaways and their you know whatever they're doing like nothing's mm-hmm. going on and they don't speak up and like clearly you have a viewpoint on this mm-hmm. and you're so afraid of polarizing your community but that's not good either
1: i don't think what do you think about right. it it's so interesting that that you brought that up because my initial thought was and and this is part of my personality too are you familiar with the enneagram no okay so i i I told you I like to geek out on the kind of the strategy stuff. You're going to say what it is and and I'm going to say, oh, yes, I
0: just didn't know it was called that.
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm an Enneagram type nine, if anyone's familiar with that. Basically, I know about myself that I'm really good at seeing all the perspectives, which when I was younger and even, you know, a year or two ago, it was always really hard for me to kind of stand stand firm And be decisive about this is what I think about something, or this is what I believe about something, because it's so easy for me to see like polar, polar opposite views of something. I can completely empathize with that person. And I can completely empathize with this person, which I have now kind of harnessed as a strength. But to answer your question, um, what I think about that is that I agree where it's like, okay, if you clearly have an opinion about something and you're feeling that tug to, say something you know it could be little it could be you know you're you're going on with your normal launch but you just want to like hey real quick I know everyone's kind of worked up about this thing and I just want to say this thing right and you're not you're not holding yourself back because you're afraid that the way that you say it is going to offend someone if it does offend someone they weren't your person because correct like you know even if they don't agree with your stance on that thing, if they're your person, they're just going to respectfully disagree, right? I have clients who align with a lot of my values. I have clients who don't like, I I love them regardless. Exactly. So, you know, I think that that is really important. Like if you feel the tug to speak about anything, regardless of whether it's a, a current event or whatever, speak about it. What I hate, what, you know, you're talking about things that drive you bananas, and, and just, you know, this theme or thread that we're talking about with authenticity, people can tell if you're speaking up about something to be politically correct. Like it's the thing that, oh, everyone's talking about this now. So we now interrupt this message to share this very correct. Stale, and I, that makes and me it's like, too. oh, like that's worse than not saying anything. Like if you correct. feel, if you don't feel the need to talk about something, I feel like You know, I I think that's what it comes down to is if you are like, I am really fired up about this, I feel it's important to say this, say it. If you don't, you don't necessarily have to fall into line with everyone else speaking up about stuff because even the past several years, like there's been so many so many emails and and you know, companies speaking up about stuff. And I can tell the ones that are like, We truly believe this versus the other ones that were like, Oh, we have to like we have to say something, and so we're gonna like put together a message and put it out there and I'm like like (laughs) yeah, that's just such a turn off. No, thank you.
0: No, I could not agree with you more. I, I could not agree with you more. Yeah. I would love for you to share. I want to switch gears a little bit and I would love for you yeah. to share a little bit about your podcast and like like what like what you talk about on your podcast and more important why you started your podcast and what it's done for your business.
1: Yeah. Um this is also such a great question. So why I started my podcast quite honestly, well one I wanted to start a podcast, it was something that was kind of tugging at me. Two, it was a really great way for me to practically Practice messy action, like because I was so stuck in. Sometimes I would show up consistently, and I'd go live in my Facebook group, and I'd get in a good rhythm. And then something would happen, or I'd get in my head, and I'd stop showing up. And it, it was kind of like the start, stop, start, stop, and it it was really hard for me. And I just I wanted to do something where it's like, okay, I'm publicly committed. I'm going to put myself out there. I personally knew that I needed that kind of accountability to show up. And you know, I, I had this message that I wanted to share and this impact that I wanted to make, and I knew that that was a great way to do it. Um, and then also, again, being this example of you can start small, you can start simple, you can start messy, and just showing others through my actions, right? Because so many times um, actions are more powerful than words. I believe that our words are super important, but you're you know if i'm over here talking about messy action and yet i'm never doing it myself like okay i clearly don't really believe that i'm like no i talk about it all the time cuz i still need that reminder in fact the episode that as we're recording this that's coming out today on my podcast is literally about ditching perfectionism and embracing messy action so it's something that i still need that reminder about um so it was really just kind of this experiment for myself but i I had a feeling that the podcast was going to be the thing that I was really going to love and stick with. So I did um, start my podcast and put it out there and very quickly fell in love with podcasting because it was just such a great way for me to, um, you know, have the flexibility of recording when it works and um, using my voice and, and kind of flexing that muscle, getting my confidence up. Um, it's something that a lot of, I've helped a lot of my clients start podcasts because they're in that place where it's like, they have things they want to say, and they want to start saying it to people who want to listen and like, start, you know, start, it doesn't have to be a podcast, of course, but it is a really great way to just kind of, um, get more grounded in. Yeah, I do have a message. Like this is important stuff that I'm talking about and oh my gosh, people all over the world are listening. And it's just, it's a really cool experience. And so it's something that, you know, in terms of what it has done for my business, it really has done so many things. First of all, like I said, confidence, like it has just helped me become more confident in I'm making an impact. I have a voice. My words are impacting people. They're helping people. Even if I never know who's listening, like I just have that um, assurance at the end of the day that I am making a difference, even with my free stuff. And that's really fun. Um, It gives me an outlet for sharing all my tips and resources because I think that you can't um, give too much away for free in your content. Like I am not tight-lipped about how to do blah, blah, blah. I will walk people through something that I walk my paying clients through for free on my podcast, right? So it like gives me that creative outlet And it's really expanded my audience. It's expanded my um, reach just because, you know, doing stuff like this, whether it's um, swapping interviews, getting on other people's shows, bringing guests onto my podcast, or even just friends sharing my podcast with, you know, they listen to the episode and they're sharing it with their friend. And so it's just, it's been a really cool way to grow my audience. And honestly, I've never had more fun in my business than. Doing the podcast. Like, as far as the marketing side of things go, of course, I love working with my clients, but the marketing, like, by far, the podcast is my favorite thing ever.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Hivecast, an amazing agency providing high quality podcast production made simple and affordable. I hit the jackpot when I came across Hivecast. As I pieced together services from contractors all over the web initially to help me with my podcast, Hivecast was everything. That I needed all in one place. For just $500 per month, they not only produce and edit four episodes, but they also create the marketing assets. Emma, my account manager, is amazing, making sure that I'm on task and that we can schedule episodes regularly and by my deadlines. Honestly, the time saved working with Hivecast is worth at least triple what I'm paying. Their sister company, Fireside, offers other marketing services for small businesses, including social media management, Facebook and Instagram ads, search engine marketing, and so much more. Again, all at a rate palatable by a small business owner. The best part, there's no contract. You can purchase their services as needed on a monthly basis. Use the code FOUNDHER and save 50% off your first month of services. Give them a try. The decision to outsource this part of my business has surely saved me a ton in the long run, and it was the best decision I've made for my business. So I want to ask you, do you feel that you convert a lot of clients from your podcast?
1: I do, yeah, because I, I know even um even current clients will be talking about, you know, we'll be in a coaching session and they're like, oh yeah, I was listening to your episode the other day. Or, you know, talking to someone who they they find my podcast and they're now like 20 steps you know, 20 episodes into binging and going back and listening. So um, absolutely. I I know that I sign clients from podcasts, whether it's directly like they listen to an episode, I'm inviting them to book a call with me and they do, or indirectly where they've just, they've listened for a while and they've gotten to really like me and know me and trust me, um, trust my expertise. They got, got a feel for my coaching style and how I show up. And they know I'm the real deal. I practice what I preach. And then they work, you know, reach out to work with me a year later or months later, or whatever. So it's for sure. Like I would say it's a long game, the podcast, but there's definitely been instances where people in the moment reach out to work, you know, from a specific episode or whatever. And then in on that same note, as a service-based business, there's a lot of
0: people listening to this who have service-based businesses or who are starting service-based businesses. How else do you find clients? What would you say is like the best way to find a client for a service-based business other than your podcast? Because I think too, that's like, I get that question all the time from my clients. Like, what is the best way? You know, I don't really find always that Instagram is converting and that's not surprising. Um, So how else would you recommend?
1: Yeah, I think people way overcomplicate it. Um, Honestly, word of mouth is one of my favorite ways to get clients. And I don't know what it is. I've even noticed this in myself. We can almost discount word of mouth. Like just because you already had a relationship with someone and they signed on to work with you as a client, doesn't you know? Like you can still celebrate that equally um, as you would someone who is a complete stranger and books a call with you and signs on to work with you that day. I've had both things happen, but um, I've just I've seen through the years of being in business that I really do love referrals. I love word of mouth. I love just serving my clients really well. Like that is one of the best ways that you can market your business is just providing a really great experience for your clients. And then you can ask them directly, hey, do you know anyone else? Um, You can you know, invite them to continue with you in a different capacity, same capacity, whatever. Or even if you don't do that, they're still going, like if they had a great experience with you and now they've got a friend who needs messaging support, yeah, they're going to send them to me because they're like, oh, you should talk to Natalie. She helped me so much. Like, and that is, that is the simplest way. Like, you know, I I actually posted on um, my Facebook page the other day, just kind of a question about like, getting uh, insight from other people. What do you feel like is the marketing strategy that's kind of stood the test of time or that you feel like is the best? And I feel like that was the majority of the answers, which is, does not surprise me because that's what I would say. It's like, you know, just going back to regardless of what industry you're in, whether you're a graphic designer or accountant or bookkeeper or coach, um, life coach, business coach, whether you're in-person, whether you're virtual, like, that works, and there's just so many ways that you can um, lean into that and have fun with, you know, building relationships. Like you get to make friends and get clients that way. It's it's just also really fun. So I like I love I like finding fun in marketing. Yeah, thank you. I love <laughs> all of that. So I want to wrap up with the same
0: question that I ask everyone on every podcast, and that is, what are three things that you would tell a female founder that they should do as they're getting started?
1: Ooh. Okay. First thing would be just start like embrace the messy action. Just start rip the bandaid off. Um, I feel like part of this is the personality thing. If you have been listening to this conversation and you know, the, you know, you're the kind of person who it's like, I will get stuck in this mode of getting ready to get ready to do the thing forever rip the band-aid off, just give yourself like one thing that you can do today to move the needle forward a little bit, because somehow it's like, you're breaking the seal. What seal is that? I don't know, but that's the example that came to mind is like, you're breaking the seal and it releases a little bit of the pressure and then you can do the next little thing. And so that would be the first thing is just start. Like you're never going to feel like you're ready or have everything together. Um, the second thing would be just, don't overthink it, like lean into what comes naturally to you. How do you want to say it? What do you want to post? Like, don't, don't get sucked down into, you know, the best email captions to convert people or the best Instagram posts or stories to do or whatever. Like there's a time and place for really digging into the strategy, but when you're just getting started, just lead with your heart, lead with your gut, like let that lead you. Um, and a really practical exercise for that is I like to just ask myself on a daily basis, what do I want to share today? What do I want to talk about? Is there a reminder I want to give myself? Is there something that I heard someone else say that really stuck with me that I want to share? And so just really letting that be an intuitive process. And then the third thing I would say is keep it simple. Um, you know, there's there's just there's so many options out there, especially when it comes to marketing in terms of where are you going to show up? How are you going to do it? Are you going to add in emails or opt-in or whatever? What is the simplest way that you can do it right now? Like find the shortcuts, just do the thing. And then the next time you do it, you can make it a little bit more polished or a little bit more automated. Um, So those would be my three things.
0: Natalie Blankish, thank you so much for being here today. This has been such an amazing conversation and you have left our community with so many actionable tips that they can take right now. We will be putting a lot of them in the show notes as well as where we can find you. So thank you so much for your time and for being here today on Dear founder.
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me. I love this conversation. I told you you'd walk away
0: with a ton of great advice and tips from Natalie, and I bet that you have. There were so many takeaways from our conversation. And as always, I will be sending these out to my email list. So make sure that you subscribe. The link is in my show notes. When you do subscribe, you'll also get a lesson every single week to help grow your business. But for now, here are the five, my five top takeaways from today's episode. Number one, take inventory. You might feel unqualified on the surface because you don't have a traditional background in whatever it is that you're doing. But look at all of the ways that you have rich experiences in other ways and in your life, your life experience, which qualifies you to take on whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. Number two, podcasting will change your business. It markets your services and gives you the authority to reach people all over the world. Podcasting is a long game, but people do reach out from information that they hear on your podcast. Number three, the best way to find clients for a service-based business is word of mouth. Don't discount a client that you know compared to a client that is a stranger who comes to you. Referrals are everything. When you serve your clients really, really well and provide them an experience, a good experience that is the best way to market your business number four don't get sucked into the trends lead with your heart and your gut when you're getting started on social media ask yourself on a daily basis what do you want to share about is there a reminder or something that you want to share specifically ask yourself and number five keep it simple there are so many marketing options but when it but what is the simplest way that you can do it right now Think about that, find the shortcuts. And next time it can be more polished and more automated. I want to thank Natalie again for being here today and thank you all for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please make sure you take out that phone and scroll all the way down, leave that first five-star rating or review so that others can find us. I would so, so, so appreciate it. If you know someone who wants to start their own business or who has an idea, make sure that you share this episode with them. Check out Natalie, check out her podcast, we're gonna link them right here in the show notes and you can click click right through and give her a follow and give her a listen. Stay tuned for another episode of Dear Found Her coming your way every single Tuesday and Thursday.